illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgate. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how are you doing? Dude, Billy, I went to Taco Bell today for lunch. Oh, yes. And I had the grilled cheese dipping tacos that okay. they have there. They just I think they just came out earlier this month. Yeah, like in the last couple of days, I believe. Yeah. The, the only reason why I know this is because when I go on my daily walks, I rock uh, right by the Taco Bell all the time. <laughs> so I always look at whatever's on the drive through menu because I walk by it at least once a day. Nice. You you don't know how many people I know, like Ryan, who I work with, and Katie, you know, who sucks. Yeah. They're all, they're always like, dude, I saw your brother today walking. Ryan told me earlier this week, he's like, he's or last week, he's like, you know, you got to tell your brother to put something on that head. That glare is blinding me when I'm driving down the road. So, so uh, side note, I got a new pair of, uh, I got a head shaver. Ooh. So I'm, I, I, I'm taking it all the way down. Okay. Yeah, it's going so it's smooth, up. smooth as a baby's bottom, huh? Pretty much. I, I haven't been doing it more than once a week, but it's mm-hmm. even higher and tighter than it was. Nice. But just so everyone knows, for the last few years, I've actually been using a moisturizer on my head. It's mm-hmm. actually got an SPF 30, so. Well, that's good. You know, I try, try to keep the dome from, I've, I've never burned my head, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope not, never too, so. I am cognizant of it, but yes, it's funny. I just I use a daily moisturizer just for the sake of it. Yeah, same, same thing with a with an SPF. You can't yeah. be too safe. No, 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 especially with a big old bald head. <laughs> yeah. So hey, but going back to my taco issue. So the, the they're they're like a. Did you try those tacos that they had a while back that were kind of like the light, fluffy, crispy shells? 
No. At all? As much as I walk by Taco Bell, I don't eat there very often. You never partake. That's I, I, and I like Taco Bell. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not above Taco Bell. I, I was I was laughing the other day. Do you remember Demolition Man? Oh, yeah. Every restaurant's Taco Bell. Yeah, every, taco, every restaurant's Taco Bell now. Ever since the, the fast food wars of the late 1990s or whatever the hell that yeah. was. <laughs> I'm taking you to Taco Bell. Oh, oh my gosh. They're taking me to Taco Bell. Um, anyway, um, so the, the, the shells are kind of thin and crispy. They grill the cheese inside somehow because it's still a crispy shell, but the cheese is just melting. It's all over. It like comes out the bottom. And then they have this shredded beef that they're using. And I read it took them two years to develop these tacos. And uh, that's all that's in them is the cheese and the beef and then kind of grilled in the shell. And then you you have like a, they, they call it a red sauce. But did you ever have Taco Bell and Chiritos back in the day? And they just brought them back here for a brief period. Nope. Okay, it's like a red sauce, like a typical red enchilada sauce. But you can you you get when you order it, you get two dipping sauces. So the default ones are you get the red sauce and the and the nacho cheese sauce. But you can also pick the other sauces they have. So like if you like guacamole, I don't because it's disgusting, but some people do. And then like sour cream. So you buy two of them, and then you get four different sauces. And then you can just like dip, you know, you dip, I dip, we dip, and uh, freaking phenomenal, like amazing tacos best tacos i've ever had at taco bell really yes honestly and see I, and i i do i do like me some taco bell you know uh they brought back the volcano tacos i always like those yeah well and then on top of that they wrap it in like a a, a wax paper so because the the cheese is gonna melt onto the onto the wrapper so it comes off the wrapper easy but if any of the stuff is still on the wrapper it comes off really easy just with your fingers and you got like some it's like it's like Eating the cheese off the wrapper is kind of like licking your fingers after eating Doritos. You know, it's kind of like a bonus. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty good. So nice. anyway, so I, my recommendation, get two, get four dipping sauces, enjoy the moment. Nice. Mm-hmm. Might get too excited. Might have to sit in the chair a little longer. Let that go. And then, then you're good. There you go. So I want to remind everybody, illegal participation, we talk beaver sports, tailgate, and anything we find interesting every week and just generally screw around. Now, normally, Beige... We're kind of still in the off season. We wouldn't put out our first show for the season, which will be season 12, Beach. I was wondering how many years we've been doing this. It's kind of like a little little log of our conversations. Exactly. Season 12, episode one today. Normally, we wouldn't put out that show. I'm looking at my calendar right now until August 22nd this year, which mm-hmm. is the year before the first week of the regular season. But I'm going to be gone on a cruise for the next two weeks so i will not be back until the 27th are, are you gloating is that what you're are you gloating that you're well, going to be on a cruise for the next two weeks you're the one that's gone on like two cruises since i've really done anything so anyways but so we're going to be recording today and i was going to wait and not put this show out until the 22nd but then i said screw it this is too timely we're going to have to put it out tomorrow the 8th well, and, and then well, we're going to well, record another show that we'll put out on the 29th. So the first week of the season. Okay. You know, one thing we, we never really did this year is uh, normally in May when we uh, meet up for mom's birthday, we usually put a menu together and we never really we, put we, a solid menu together this year. Uh, we've got, um, we, we only had two, two, two menu, uh, two menus figured out. Didn't we though? No, we've got 60, we've got 66% of the menu figured out. We've got two games okay. to go. Was I involved in this? Yes, because we did it on one of the shows last season. 
Okay, okay. Then I've I got, forgot I've, him. I've got it's it. Been a while. I've got it sitting right here. I'm looking right at it. I need to stop smoking pot. I know. Quit doing dope. I want to remind everyone if you want to listen to Legal Participation, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, most other podcatchers. You can listen to us on XM. You can ask your uh, Amazon device, hey, Alexa, play Illegal Participation. Wow. Did you know I that? I want to go out and get an Alexa right now just to do that. You can do, so it, with, if, you can do it with Google, too. Can I? Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll actually listen to the show. Say it. I, I can't do it now. I'm on my phone right now. Well, I can't do it because mine will start. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Um, can't do it on Spotify anymore because they're going away. Really? Yeah, they got bought by XM. So. Oh, so that's why we're on XM now. I was wondering how we got to get on XM. Uh, we were on XM before, but. Oh. But uh, we've been on there for a while. They bought Spotify I... a couple years ago, and they've been slowly integrating it into their platform. I'm, so. I'm surprised they've uh, got enough cash to do it. I didn't know XM was very profitable at all. I thought it was just kind of on a. Well, on now, a now, now it's down it's, the drain. It's serious XM, so they've. Kind of combined talents. Well, well, I well, I always thought Sirius and XM combining was like Kmart joining with Cheers or with Sears. It was just you know grabbing onto each other as you go down the toilet bowl. Both thinking, well, yeah. that's kind of topical for right now. I remind us, everybody, if you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgater at gmail.com, HeinrichTailgater on Facebook, or at HeinrichTailgater on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. I think it's X, but the the website's still Twitter. Well, and you're still calling it tweeting. I don't know if they're going to call uh, it X'd. No, they call it posting. Posting? Yep. Okay. So before we get into email, we're going to get into a little bit of sports news, Beach. Um, just a couple of things that we're going to talk about. First of all, just kind of in all sports news, the Oregon State women's basketball, women's soccer, women's golf, and men's golf programs earned perfect academic progress rate scores which were released by the NCAA last week. So the academic progress rate, or the APR, is an annual scorecard of academic achievement calculated for all Division I sports teams nationally. The most recent APRs are multi-year rates based on scores from the 2018-19, 2019-20, 2020-21, and 2021-22 academic years. So the Oregon State women's basketball, women's soccer, women's golf, and men's golf program had perfect 1.000 scores during those four academic years. That's fantastic. So that means they had everyone was making academic progress like they should, whether they stayed here, graduated, stayed here, kept going through school, or um, transferred out. Okay. So that's very good. I just figured I'd put that out there because no. it's good to hear some good academic progress. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what the college is there for. Yep. Now we got a little bit of football news. And, Beach, this is more just kind of preseason watch list type stuff. So Oregon State redshirt senior Jake Levengood became the seventh Beaver to land on a watch list when he was one of 40 centers selected by the Remington Trophy on last Friday. Now, Levengood, who hails from Vacaville, California, is one of six selections from the Pac-12 Conference, and it's the second straight year he's on the initial list. The Remington is given annually to the nation's top collegiate center. Levin Good was all Pac-12 honorable mention uh, last year and a third teamer by Pro Football Forkus. He started all 13 games for OSU last season and enters 2023 having played in 40 career games. You know, I, th I think uh, center is probably one of the toughest jobs on a football team. 
and you get no credit for your efforts. Only when you screw up, not, is, not for the ninety-nine percent of the time when you you kick ass. That is correct. Now yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's the second preseason honor uh, this year for Eleven Good, who was chosen as a second-team All Pac-12 honoree by the conference's media. Now, Oregon State wide receiver and punt returner Anthony Gould has been named to the Hornet watch list, while defensive back Achille Arnold has been selected to the Werfel trophy list. Now, both watch lists were released last week. Gould is looking to join 2022 Hornet Award winner Jack Coletto as winners of the award, which is given annually to the nation's most versatile player. Now, Gould, who's a 2022 All-American, returned two punts for touchdowns last season. He led the nation average in 18.57 yards per punt return. He also caught 27 passes for 457 yards and three TDs. Hey, uh, sorry to interrupt here, Billy. Uh, speaking of Coletto, where did he end up? Uh, he is uh, in preseason camp with the 49ers. Okay. Yep. Now, hopefully, he, uh, hopefully he succeeds there. Yeah. Now I see. Now I know Gould is is in the list for this Horning Award. And actually, you know, a lot of times you'll see wide receivers slash punt returners kind of win that award because it's like, oh, that's the most versatile player. Although I would say catching passes and returning punts is kind of similar. Mm -hmm. I think Coletto is really the prototype for that award because he played offense. He threw the ball. He ran the ball. He blocked. He played defense. He played, you know, a linebacker. And he played on special teams. And I think yeah, there really there really wasn't a, a position no. that he didn't excel at. Exactly, and I think he is like the the classic winner of that award. Paul Horning, who played for Notre Dame, was like that. He started offense, started defense. Hmm. So now Achille Arnold is on the watch list for the Werfel Trophy, which is an annual award given for excellence in service in the community. Arnold, who was also nominated for the AFCA Good Works team, has been active in the community, working with events such as the Night of the Stars. And on the field, he's played in 39 games for the Bees in his career, making 91 tackles with five pass breakups. So right now, um, that means Achille Arnold is up for the Werfel Trophy, Anthony Gould for the Horning Award, uh, Levin Good for the Remington Award, Josh Gray and Talese Fuaga are both up for the Outland Trophy, which is for the both the best interior linemen, either offensive or defensive. And running mm -hmm. back Damian Martinez is up for the Maxwell Award, which is given to outstanding play at the running back position. So, so what you're seeing is, is here, we're we're starting off the season with some pretty darn good talent, either whether or not they get these awards. Correct. It's really showing we've got some some pretty good talent coming in. Correct. Nice. All right. Next beach. Uh, let's move on to some email. Did we get like three or four, or, you know, five from our single listener? Well, we got a couple from Kyle. I hate you, okay. Kyle. I hate you. But anyways, uh, we also got one from Dano down in Texas. I love the fact that our reach is so far. <laughs> All the way to Texas and Colorado or Utah. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, first up, uh, Dano says, Apologies in advance if this comes off as rambling, something that never happens on the Heiner Tailgater podcast. But it's the we, always stay on, we always stay really close to home when we talk. Yeah, yeah. But it's the morning after the announcement of the corner schools defecting to the Big 12, along with the puppies and those damn dirty ducks going to the Big 10. After the birth of the BCS 20-plus years ago, change and evolution have become part of the new landscape of college athletics. Driven by football, 
but for the most part, traditional rivalries and matchups have maintained. But this one hurts. Even taking off my orange and black colored glasses, this just doesn't make sense for what's best for the student athlete. The regionality is what makes it special, and that has been sold by the almighty dollar. Can't say that I'm particularly surprised that this was the end result, but damn it, man, this sucks. As I was texting listener Kurt about this, we realized that we've still got the makings of a special team this year. No, there's not the Heisman hype like there is at SC, Seattle, or Eugene, but there's definitely some talent on this roster. And if this is indeed the final season for final season of Oregon State in the Pac-12 as we know it, I'll end my rant with a quote from the Cleveland Indian catcher Jake Vaughn when finding out they're all getting fired at the end of the season. Quote, I guess there's only one thing left to do. Win the whole fucking thing. Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And that right there, Beach, was the quote from Cleveland Indian catcher Jack, Jake Vaughn that I played afterwards. And that obviously is from the movie Major League. You ever seen Major League? Yes, love Major League. So that's right when, when, the, when the coach comes in and lets them all know that the owners tried to put together the worst team, and no matter what, they're all getting fired at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So Tom Berenger's Jake Vaughn says, there's only one thing left to do. And really, that's kind of where we're at. If, if you don't help me now, I say, fuck you, Joe Boo. <laughs> All right. So kind of just to get into really what this show is going to be about. Time to get into. Yeah. Do you hear that? Yes, I do. Just one second. Hold on. Got it. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. The U of O publicly admitted they are nothing but whores this week by joining the Big Ten with fellow Pac-12 slut, the University of Washington. Much like... Former President Donald Trump said today about Nancy Pelosi, she is a sick and demented psycho who will someday live in hell. This has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from Eugene. There you go. <laughs> I, I had to put that in. I heard Trump posted that on so, Truth Social. Crack me up. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Oh, yeah, he posted. She, she made some rude comment about him being indicted. And he's like, she's just me. You know, I wasn't scared. And she's a witch. And she's a, she, first he says, hey, her poor husband has to has to be live and die with hell, in hell. And, and he says she's a sick and demented psycho who will someday live in hell. That's, you know, beautiful line. I think yeah. it, well, it, it's well fitting for, for not old Nancy Pelosi, but also the, the entire University of Oregon. Yeah. Because, uh, because you know what I don't get, Billy, on this, and this is what's been bugging me. 
Okay, so when UCLA and USC decided to leave, they talked to each other. Okay, well, Beach. There there was dialogue between them. Beach, before we go into this, okay, we're just going to start this out. We're going to talk about this week's Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. (laughs) Jackasses of the Week Award. Every league like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. So, Beach, this is going to be the thrust of this show, this whole thing that's going on with the Pac-12. And I've been doing a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. And a lot of research and reading and kind of figuring out and piecing together what happened. So we all know last week, um, George Klavikoff, the head of the Pac-12, presented a package for the media rights for the 10 schools left in the Pac-12, so not USC and UCLA. And, because, and UCLA and USC bailed because they felt that the well, earlier Pac-12 contracts were less than what they deserved, correct? Well, we'll, we'll get there. So they presented, okay. they presented it. It had no, basically no linear TV components, so like no ESPN or Fox or CBS or anyone like that. It was all pretty much going to be on Apple Plus. So like a streaming service, like you subscribe to Pac-12. Uh, yeah, through, through, through Pac, well, whatever you want to call it, through the through okay. the uh, through the uh, Apple Plus, and okay. it had a base number of like 20 million. If they got to 1.7 million subscriptions, that would bump it up to 31 million, which is what mm-hmm. the Big 12 is making right now. And if they got up to 5 million subscriptions, it would bump it up to 50 million per school, which is what about what the uh, Big Ten is currently making. Okay. Okay. And then nobody knew it was going to happen. Colorado had already bailed. So it was down to nine. Well, so Hold they, on. The, the, it was down to nine. There mm-hmm. were things that it looked like Oregon and Washington, they were like, are they going to leave? Because there was rumors that they well, were still looking at leaving. And when the coach of Oregon made a comment when Colorado announced that they were leaving earlier in the week. Oh, yeah. Like, well, who cares? They they haven't done anything in sports with in the Pac-12 anyway. Oh, I agree. And he looked like an and ass. I'm like, and, and, he looked like an ass when they when when his team left. Yeah, I agree. I mean, three days. What was it? Three days later? No, whatever. Yeah. I no mean, matter what. Says, well, doesn't matter. Colorado doesn't do anything anyway. And then then suddenly they're gone. Yeah. Was he even in the know? I don't. I'm. He had to be. So this is all about money, Beach. Mm-hmm. It's all about money. And the biggest players in this are ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's what it comes down to. It's a pissing war between these two. And, uh, and do and do they not want to pay a reasonable so, amount to Pac-12 or what? 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 Why didn't they just go the normal routes like everybody else, or could they just not achieve the the financial gain that the other schools get because we're on the West Coast? Well, so yeah, Fox Sports has really thrown their lot in with the Big Ten. That's where they're putting all their money to grab them. Now mm-hmm. the ESPN has sucked up most of the SEC games. Okay. Okay. Those really are the premier two leagues in the nation when it comes to football, right? Okay. Let's not be, let's not be 
we got to be straight up about that. Yeah. Your other, yeah. your other three Power Five leagues are the ACC, mm-hmm. the Big Twelve, and the Pac Twelve. Okay. Now, in 2021, the summer of 2021, um, o- uh, Oklahoma and Texas in July all of a sudden announced they were going to leave the Big 12 and go to the SEC, which kind of rocked everybody because they'd been the two big dogs in they, the Big they were, 12. They were, anch- they, they were anchoring the Big 12. Correct. And right. they were going to the SEC, which kind of started this whole thing in motion. Now, you know, regionality-wise, them being in the SEC – it's not too big a jump, right? It's stalled yeah, down. They, and they're they're they, kind of still they, down they, in there. They border. Yeah, yeah they kind of border there. They're still down in there. And I think that's but, what really set it off because those two big programs going the SEC really bumped up what those schools are going to get from ESPN per year. Right? Because the, the, did the contract go up because of that? They can negotiate a better deal? Yeah, because that's just more premier games – that a lot of eyeballs are going to be on. Okay, and and so then the Big 12 has a void that they have to fill. Exactly. So one of the things they did right after that, the Big 12 came to the Pac-12 because they knew that the Big 12 knew that like hey, we don't we're kind of losing our big dogs, what are we going to do? And the mm-hmm. thing about the Pac-12, the thing they have going against the Pac-12 is the is geography. Yeah, right. Your games are too late in the you're, day. You're on the, the West part. Coast. You're going to be playing later in the day, pure and simple, right? It's just mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And so they were looking at like, well, maybe if we merged, the two groups could be, you know, the, the, the two together might be enough to sustain what's going on. Because the like SEC a, like, a, like a super conference. Well, because that's what the SEC and the Big Ten had kind of slowly been creating, right? Now, don't get me wrong. The Pac-12 tried to do this way back in like 2010, because back before Colorado and Utah were added, Oregon State offered Oklahoma, Texas, I think Oklahoma State. The, the Pac-12. You mean the Pac-12? The Pac-12 offered like Oklahoma, Texas. Oklahoma State, and I think Texas Tech, or no, Texas A&M, Texas A&M. So they were going to pick up those four, right? Okay. So and, and go from ten fourteen. Uh, well, yeah, but but or maybe they were going to pick up they were going to pick up like six schools. I know it was those oh. four, probably two more, maybe Texas Tech and somebody else. But they were going to pick up four, go to sixteen and then go to two 18 divisions. And then kind of have like a Western region and like a Southern, Central Southern region. Yeah, because you can move move the Arizona schools off of the Texas schools. That would fit nicely. The kind Mm -hmm. of original eight Pac-12 schools, right? Mm -hmm. So it really really works, and you've got got like a pack and a mountain, right, kind of thing. Well, the big problem with that was Texas had – already signed up with ESPN to get their own Longhorn network. So their own. Oh, network. I remember this. I and remember that's kind of what was throwing the wrench in it because they wanted to keep the Longhorn network and keep all the money coming in from that. Yeah. Right. And that kind of threw a wrench in it. And then out of nowhere, Texas A&M bolted to the sec. 
So the SEC picked off Texas A&M. So that kind of canceled everything. The Pac-12 ended up, or the Pac-10 ended up picking Colorado and Utah to make the Pac-12. So that was way back in 2010. So the super conference thing had kind of been building for a decade, right? Kind but of. The Pac-12, but the Pac-12 never has. Well, hold on. Done let's keep let's keep talking. So 2021, okay. the Oklahoma Texas leave. So in August of 2021, the Pac-12 starts thinking, maybe we should look at expansion, adding a few more mm. teams. Right. And Mm -hmm. look into that. The Big 12 had already offered, hey, maybe we should look at merging. So the Pac-12 sets up a a committee inside their the Pac-12, like the chancellors, presidents, athletic directors to look Mm -hmm. at it. One of the people on that was the and I don't know if it's the chancellor or the president of USC. And I'm not sure what her name is. Doesn't matter. So they start looking into it. Now, this is August of 2021. She goes, I don't know why we're doing this. We don't want to do this and cuts it off right then and there. August of 2021. That wasn't very bright. Or was it? So that season, USC is sucking. They fire Clay Helton, their head coach. They, mm-hmm. they hire Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. But when they were interviewing him in November of 2021, they told him they were looking at realignment. In 2020, November 2021, in the interview, they told him they were looking at realignment. USC was? Yes. Now, they never told anybody else. So in that time, the Big Ten the ACC and the Pac-12 kind of signed a, in that, that spring, signed a non-aggression pact. So those three conferences said, we're not going to go after anybody else's schools. Repeat those conferences again, the, the Pac-12? Big, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. Okay. We're not going to go after anybody's schools. The Big 12 went out and grabbed four more schools to kind of bolster their numbers. They picked up UCS, UCF out of Florida, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. And two more schools that I can't think of right now. Fill in the voids that to, happened. To fill in the void, they, they lost two, but they added four. Yeah. So those three conferences add non-aggression packs. In the spring of 2022, after when they've said they were having those non-aggression packs, USC and UCLA went to the Big Ten to ask about membership. Now, you could say that's hypocritical. Some of the leaders of the, Pac-10, of the Big Ten felt it was kind of hypocritical, but... They didn't go to USC. USC came to them. So, yeah. so then they start. So they, they're like, well, we didn't go out and solicit them. They solicited us. Correct. So the non-aggression pact is, is, is null and void. So they didn't, they didn't uh, violate the letter of their pact. Yeah, some might not, even that was, say. That, some... that, that was not the intent of it, but yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of Greg Brady when, uh, he was, you know, those weren't your exact words, mom and dad. Exactly. So yeah, anyways. You, you didn't say I couldn't drive the car this day. You said I just couldn't drive it there. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, then the Big Ten starts looking at at um, signing their new deal with Fox Sports. Now, Fox Sports is looking at, oh, and I'm sure Fox Sports knew. I wouldn't even doubt Fox Sports Put this in everybody's ear. 
I wouldn't mm-hmm. doubt there's collusion on this. I wouldn't doubt that Fox Sports went down, put the bug in USC's and UCLA's ear about trying yeah. to join the Big Ten. Well, and wouldn't put it be it a in, good deal if you joined because you'd make a lot of money joining because, the Big Ten. Because they pick up both of those, and now it locks ESPN out of that L.A. market, which I think is crap because people in L.A. are going to watch who's ever playing and win it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't think there's a lot of you don't have the same regionality as you do across the Midwest and the South when it comes to football teams and schools. Oh, you 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 don't think LA people are LA fans? I think they are when they're winning. Oh, okay. But if they're not, I don't think it's that big. I don't think it's. Yeah, I would care. say that they're they're probably not as loyal, not as not as loyal as no. The, as, Alabama yeah. fans are going to watch Alabama football, whether they're good or bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same with Nebraska. Nebraska might not have been very good the last few years, but Nebraska fans will watch every damn Nebraska game. Well, and it'll be interesting to see too, because honestly, I like watching regional games. I know. I mean, maybe maybe it's because they're in the conference, but I like watching the Oregon games, the Washington games, the the, okay. the Arizona games. I agree. And but it's. I mean, I wouldn't even know who in the. I mean, I'm gonna have a struggle. Okay. You know, but, when I'm watching a game. Who in the hell's in what conference? I know, but we're gonna have to keep going on with this. So. Okay. Sorry. So. Sorry. Then it wasn't till the end of June, early July of 2022 that it starts leaking out that USC and UCLA are looking to join the Big Ten. And finally, they announce it. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, in July or in August of 2021, they nix any Pac-12 expansion. In November, they tell their coach, hey, we're looking at changing, you know, at realignment. Mm -hmm. They're not saying any of this publicly. And then they go out and jump in this. Mm-hmm. Now, by this point, I have to say the Big 12 has done the best job because they went in and pulled their guys in, pulled in their extra teams, and signed a new contract. They locked them in. It locked them in. It locked them in. Now, the, well, the Pac-12 had been waiting, and now they waited okay. a whole extra year because their, their, foot, their TV contract ends after this season. Mm-hmm. And so that's why USC and UCLA are leaving. So anyways, so they've been trying to lock down a a, a football, a, a, a TV deal, but ESPN and Fox Sports don't really want it. Well, stop for a second here. So I heard that, I can't remember what conference it was, but there was something they have, they have a revenue agreement until 20, I guess. That's, that's the years. ACC, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, you're not allowed to. That, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, they're, okay. they're, they're, sorry, they're, they're, sorry. they're screwed too. But, yeah. but anyways. But they, they screwed in a good way. They, they, well, they, not really. They locked them in. Well, they, locked, they, they screwed some of their teams, or some of their teams yeah. feel screwed. But anyways, yeah. so the Big 12's got their money. The, big, the SEC's got a lot of money. The Big 10's got a lot of money. The Pac-12 doesn't have a lot. Now, USC has been so pissed. Nobody wants, nobody wants Oregon. Well, wouldn't they? I mean, at this point, Oregon hadn't bailed yet. No. So, but, but see, what happened is USC. still have some value? Well, but USC has been pissed for a long time thinking they should get a bigger share of the pie. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say, really? Because yeah, since, you, that had, well last since, few years. since you signed this deal, you haven't really done shit, right? Uh, They've gone to a couple big bowl games, but they haven't really won. No, you know? no, well. I mean, they haven't been good since who was it, Reggie Bush? Well, yeah, since since Pete Carroll was there, since they yeah, I mean, yeah. since Pete Carroll left, they've been up and down, but they've never dominated. Exactly. Now, 
I mean, I hate to admit it, but Oregon's been a lot dom- more well, dominant than they've been over the last decade. And so, so this is where we're at. Now, they supposedly Oregon and Washington had made some kind of overtures towards the Big Ten. They'd kind of felt each other out, but nothing was really going on. I don't think the Big Ten wanted to be seen as the bad guy that killed the Pac-12 because they had been partners for a long time with the champions of both leagues playing in the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Side note, the whole Pac-10 or Big Pac-12 Big Ten Rose Bowl thing is done. It was done once this year now that they've started the uh, – the college so, football playoff. So this is the last Rose Bowl no. as we know it. Nope. Last year was. Really? Yep. It's all part of the college football playoff now. So it's just so another bowl the, game. Where does the winner of the Pac twelve go then? Well, okay, another side note. To go right now with the five conferences, the five power five conferences, so it's a twelve team college football playoff. They will use some of the upper bowl games as the playoff games to move on to the championship, which is kind of what they were doing quite a few years. ago. Yes, but now they've expanded it. So the top six conference, top six ranked conference champions get automatic berths. So there's five conferences. So no, there's not, there's not five conferences. There's five, what are considered the power conferences the big conferences, but you've also okay. got the Mac. You've got the mountain West. You've got the Sun Belt. There's smaller okay. conferences out there. So the top six ranked... conference, the top six ranked conference champions, which means you're going to get the sec. You're going to get the big 10. You're going to get the ACC. You're going to get the, the uh, big 12 and you're going to more than likely the five power conferences are going to be ranked higher than the other conferences yeah right you might you might get one of them in there but well and you you will right but more than likely it's like it's like that's what they did well we'll at least get let one row well it's yeah well yeah the five guys get one it's like the united nations we got the super votes then everybody else can talk yeah exactly but that and that's what it's going to be and you know that that means i guarantee you additional entries for the big 10 and the sec no matter what I'm sure if the, because the other I'm, guys are never going to make it. I'm sure if the SEC and the Big Ten can get three of their teams in each, they would do it in a heartbeat. Because you hear it every player, year. Billy. Well, I'm just saying if they could get three of their teams in each, they would. They'd be yeah. like, well, yeah. LSU came in third, but, you know, they'd beat anybody else anywhere else, so they should go. Which, win your damn conference. But anyways. So no, re, re, I'm sorry, Billy. I had a solar flare on my end. So how many total teams go? Twelve. 12. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. There's a solar flare. Couldn't hear. Yeah. So anyways, so, so anyways, and so everything they, they presented it. And from what I understand, as of Thursday night, everyone kind of went to bed thinking, okay, they're going to do the grant of rights. Now the grant of rights just gives the PAC 12, all the legal rights to their, their, their media, right? whatever they're mm-hmm. producing for, for, for TV. So they do the grant of rights and then they sign the media deal, right? That's how it works. And you were talking okay. about the ACC. So the ACC has the grant of rights for other schools through 2036. Yeah. So right? really, it's a really a double-edged sword. Yes. So they've got that quote unquote stability, 
but it's mm-hmm. also kind of a, a a noose around their neck, right? Yep. It's an anchor around their you, neck. You can leave, you can leave, but the revenue ain't following you. The revenue is not following you, and with the money they're getting, they're looking at all the other leagues. Well, especially the SEC and the Big Ten, their revenue is just expanding and expanding and expanding. I mean, the Big Ten's looking at maybe making seventy million dollars a year per school, eighty million dollars a year per school in in a couple of years. This this is kind of what pissed me off, though. This is what I was thinking at. So, you know, our our tax dollars in this state, and I'm sure tax dollars in most states in the in the country, we subsidize public education, right? Correct. Uh, 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 money goes to elementary schools, you know, high schools. I agree. And goes to universities. Yep. And if they're going to start pulling this kind of revenue in, then as far as I'm concerned, it should be offsetting some of those tax dollars that they're taking. It shouldn't just go as bonus money to the university to use to build, you know, gifts to the architecture god, which seems to be what it does. I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that that football is the revenue maker of all the sports. And that it 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 and in a lot of times it spreads that wealth because of a lot of the other benefits that that university gets. But you know if this is going to be just an all out game for the money and they don't give a damn about the state that they're in or how it impacts the the people who are paying the taxes, then you know then take us off the hook. Start paying your own way. Well, that's that's that, that's a side issue. Yeah, that is, it's just ridiculous to me. But anyways, so because so, I know I. I know in the ACC, Florida State's pissed because they're looking at these handcuffs they've got, and they see these mm-hmm. other teams expand, and they want out. Yeah, they want out. But the but the the penalty for them to get out is like thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, and and think of all the small schools that are relying on them to pull in the attendance. You know, yeah. the, the 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 watchers. Yeah. So, anyways. So. So. So, so then, so they went to bed. The Pac-12 went to bed. Thursday night thinking everything was going to be okay. Oregon and Washington kept kind of doing their backdoor deals. So they could go go, back, going back to that though. Why were Oregon and Washington in cahoots? Why wasn't Oregon and Oregon state in cahoots? Because, because Oregon state has no leverage. Because we're st- we're not considered a draw, even though Washington Oregon State has no leverage. Yeah, I know Oregon Washington is the only team to go zero and twelve ever in the Pac twelve. Or Washington and, had a decade of being shit, but they're not yeah. shit anymore, and they're huge, and they're somewhat of a name brand. Oregon really hasn't done much except for the last fifteen years. When Chip Kelly came in in two thousand eight. That's when they started doing something. Yeah, because even Rich Brooks even brought them Rich somewhat Brooks consistency did him, of he did, a, he did a little bit. They were good at times. Uh, same with Bilotti. But mm-hmm. it was 2008 with Chip Kelly that really brought him up. And I will say they've had some couple shitty years after Chip Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. I would agree. But, but they are media darlings. Yeah, the and, media and, loves the, the brand, and the brand. Yeah, the brand name has always been uh, well, solid over those last fifteen years. Exactly. Even when they haven't done good. Exactly. And people know Washington nationwide. Mm-hmm. People know Oregon nationwide, right? Oregon yeah. State, we're a land grant institution. Washington State, land grant institution. Mm-hmm. We're, I, I would imagine out of Power Five conferences. The team in the smallest town is probably, definitely, Washington State. I don't know how many mm-hmm. people are in Pullman. Thirty thousand. Probably of that. Yeah. Probably thirty thousand. How many of those are students? Oregon State. Oregon State and Corvallis, sixty thousand. How many mm-hmm. of that is students? 
I guarantee you those are the smallest towns that any school's in. And you're in the West Coast. Yeah. So Oregon, you, you Oregon gotta, State is literally the farthest West Pac-5 or a Power 5 conference school. Did you know that? No. Corvallis is the farthest West Power 5 city. So, but anyways, but, and so Oregon but State just, has no leverage in this. Back, though, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you think that you you would partner with your in-state rival to, well, to keep the state together? I guess that's what bothers me the most. Yeah, well, that's but what you're thinking, but that's just, not what they're, they're just, thinking. But see, Oregon State they, thinks, they, they needed to Oregon, offer a value. Their, they, their value was we're going to give you two great schools right here. Exactly, and from two what I, also from what I understand, USC kind of had a I don't know if you'd call it a handshake deal, and this is what I've read. USC had a handshake deal with with um, the Big Ten commissioner that they wouldn't add Oregon to the Big Ten. Really? Because USC wanted to really close off the recruiting market in Southern California. So, the, because then no, they figured they could isolate Oregon to. Uh... Uh, a weak pack 12 or a weak pack 10 basically and and ice them and, out of ice them out of recruits would, would star- and starve them yep wow but you don't realize how much politics is in this oh, when it affects yeah. and everything yeah but that commissioner left and i believe is working for like the bears in the nfl now or something like that so handshake deal done yep True. he no longer works here yep so now last week right. they, uh john, john but, noah's key the, not last week, the commission, the uh, Pac-12 um, leaders get up first thing Friday morning. They figure we're going to get this grant of rights done, and then we'll start looking at the other thing. And see, the big thing about that Apple streaming thing was it's streaming, right? Mm-hmm. This is what nobody talks about here. You know, ESPN and Fox Sports right now are throwing around a ton of money. I they're trying to salvage themselves. They're trying I to don't think it's going to be there. I don't think it's no, going to be there in a few years. You know, I was talking to somebody else about this. I, you know, I, you know, going back like Bob Iker at Disney was talking about selling off ABC, and you know he's in the know, and he's probably seeing the numbers watching regular old television and cable television is diminishing, probably right. at a rapid rate. In the beginning, because you figure you figure most people under forty probably do a good eighty percent of their stuff is streaming or online or whatever. They're not watching cable television. And the people cutting their cable TV is is becoming drastic, or those people are dying off who still use it. And uh, you probably only got maybe another what five to ten years. I don't even th- I don't even think of- it's going to be five. So Beach, what happens is so- beginning of the year, Disney reorganized into three divisions. One mm-hmm. is parks, experiences, and products. So that's your mm-hmm. parks, your cruise line, your all that stuff, and your consumer products. Yeah. The yeah. second one is all their studios. So mm-hmm. Pixar, Disney Animation, Disney Live Action, Fox, mm-hmm. Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. all those, plus ABC and all their networks, except ESPN, which is the third division, all by itself, ESPN, well, the, which tells the, me they're either looking at picking up a partner and spinning ESPN off or selling it off. Because that, ESP, ESPN used to be the cash cow. Yeah, it, that's, for, they used for decades to, but, but was the cash were, cow. They, 
exactly. They they negotiated uh, cable contracts with ESPN. They're like, if you want if you want ESPN, then you got to take all this. You got to pay us this if you want it on basic cable. Yep, you got to take and, and, and Lifetime they were and whatever else they owned. Yeah, and they were leveraging it heavily for all the cable providers out there. Exactly. And and now, but, and and now they they weren't they firing people left and right yeah, what 2 they, 3 years ago? Oh, just just peach, cutting, 5 cutting months people's ago. contracts like yeah, cutting people's contracts massively. I mean, we're talking massive on-air talents that they just dumped. Yes, and you, the thing is they can't ESPN can't go straight to streaming because they still got contracts with Comcast and Cox and Dish and DirecTV. That they so can't those just go straight leverage now are kicking them in the ass. They can't just go straight streaming. So it's not like, well, hell, I'd pay, you know, 20 bucks a month for ESPN to be able to stream all our stuff. They can't do that because the provider said no streaming because, because they don't want competition because in the they, market because they don't want to lose that thing that people are actually buying TV, you know, cable packages for. Yeah. So, and they probably and, have agreements that they can't stream. And, I would think and so I probably said you can't stream this personally. I wonder if this money guarantee, quote unquote guaranteed to these conferences is going to be there in a few years. Well, if well, they're not going to have to come back and, and, and renegotiate. Well, that, that's what I was kind of wondering if, if the teams didn't bail in the PAC 12, maybe this streaming PAC 12 service would have been on the cutting edge of, of the deals. It would have, you been, know? it would have been Netflix and streaming. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, I look at us, I look at us on tailgating, right? I mean, how awesome would it be if we could have streaming Pac-12 on all day long? Yeah. At the tailgater. Yeah. It would be awesome. But but anyway, so I mean, I'm just saying, I I think, but I, but I think I think, phones. but the thing is, it's not guaranteed, and I think that's what spooked them. They went if you hear, if you hear what all these what Oregon and Washington are both saying is we wanted stability, you know, we wanted long term stability. They want guaranteed money is what they're saying. And I don't think it's going to be there. You can have a contract that says you're going to get paid X amount, but you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. Yeah. So you can say, well, you're, we'll do this. Well, we don't have it. Mm-hmm. We can't pay you that much. It ain't there. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. so Friday morning, all the Pac-12 schools get up. Ten minutes before, like right before the uh, – They're supposed to sign the rights. Right before they're supposed to log into their virtual meeting. Oregon mm-hmm. and Washington basically inform them, yeah, we're going to the Big Ten. Now, Arizona had already been kind of talking to the Big 12 about getting in because they'd been uh-huh. worried, right? They'd been worried. And the Big they, 12 – the Big they 12 didn't want to be in a conference that was without the L.A. schools. Well, they, they're worried they're about their own ass, right? Did they think Oregon was going to leave too? They were worried about it. And the okay. Big 12, after they grabbed those four, made – no bones about it. They wanted what they called the corner schools, the four corner schools, Arizona, mm-hmm. Arizona state, Utah, and Colorado, which for them makes sense geographically, right? Yeah. It's right yeah. there. They made no bones about it. So Arizona had been kind of playing footsies. So as Oregon and Washington pulled out, then Arizona and Utah had to start talking to them. Arizona was basically gone. And the two schools I had to say that I have the least animosity towards Utah and Arizona state. I think they hung on as long as they could trying to make it work. They really did. But once but they there's saw a certain the point when the, when the Pac-12 is being gutted, you're, you're the ship's sinking. You don't want to be on it. It's, it's musical chairs and you don't want to be the one left standing when the music stops. Yeah. And that's, and that's what they did. And they finally had to bail late on Friday. 
So you but leave also, it leaves you with the Arizona schools. Were the Arizona schools working together though? Well, I think Arizona was pushing harder, but I don't think the regents in Arizona were going to let those schools separate. Mm-hmm. They were going to keep them together, and I think Arizona State was one of the ones working hard to stay, try to keep the Pac-12 going. Yeah. So, and like I said, I know people are like, well, Barnes was doing this, you know, the the Oregon State athletic director, he was doing. Oregon State has no leverage in this. They have hardly any leverage. Yeah. Right? They they, they got to try and build and, a coalition. And, and, you're in a sh- and you're in a shitty look. Not not only you have no leverage because you have no market. Yeah. We're, we're not a, we're not dominant in the Pac-12 yet. No. And, and at this point, we'll never be because there won't be a Pac-12 left. Yeah. And. And uh, so you you got and you're not even geographically desirable by any no. of the other conferences. No, because you're right in the middle. You're you're in the middle and farthest west in the Pac-12 conference. Exactly. Like, yeah. Here, please, please take us. Exactly. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, but with Oregon's brand name, the best you could have done was given Oregon a blowjob and say, "Take us with you, please." Basically, try to hold onto their coattails. Yeah, yeah. You know? Please don't 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 take you a dub. Give us some leverage. Help us. Let's let's keep the, the, the game formerly known as Civil War alive. I remember a decade ago when this whole thing come down and you and I talked about it. The thing I was like, this is great. We've got equal revenue share, right? Because mm-hmm. the pack mm-hmm. the pack had kind of bent over and given USC some concessions, but we got equal revenue share. That's great, right? This is great. We got equal revenue share. And it's what pissed off USC. I mean, the reason why they got rid of the North and South Division and we had two South Division teams last year playing for the Pac-12 championship was because of USC. USC really? bitched. They bitched. They go, what if the two best teams are in the South? And, you know, one of them screwed. Okay, we'll get rid of the divisions. We'll just play the two highest ranked teams. That's why USC got in last year. Otherwise, really? they wouldn't have been. It would have been Utah and Washington. Washington got screwed. Anyways, wow. anyway, so talk about all that but anyway you know you know I, I was just thinking about this too you know what really pisses me off we lost to those fuckers last year that's what really pisses me off i know and really kind of got screwed on that game because because uh, caleb williams his momentum was stopped and he was going backwards until his lineman pushed him forward over the fourth the, the first down line yep because i'm saying if he would have gone backwards and gotten tackled back there they wouldn't have they would have given us forward progress. They would have given us forward progress. His forward progress was done. So, anyways, but that's neither neither here nor there. Anyways, so really, USC did the Pac-12 dirty all the way around. They, they did. They were the instigator. They, they they've did. always they they just speaking of leverage, that's what they did. They just used their leverage the whole way. They were the big bully in the school, yep. and and uh, now that now they they got what they wanted. I hope yep. they I hope they just get their asses leveled. And it's, so, anyways, I, I want to see. I want to see their asses get leveled this year, and then I want to see them be the bitch of oh, uh, the Big Ten. I guarantee you, I, my four most hated teams this year, right, in this order, uh-huh. USC, yeah. uh-huh. Oregon, uh-huh. Washington, and then UCLA, and then Colorado. There's five. I want to see all those five teams lose every week, every week, every game. Screw them. I think. I think UCLA probably just went along with USC. Is that kind of what your take on it is? Yeah, because they're in so much debt. They're just like, again, kind of goes back to the whole thing. Take us with you. You need us. We're the LA market. We're, we're partners in this. Well, from what I understand, 
This is all rumor that I've heard. Why, why is UCLA in so much debt? Because they've got no fan base. Oh, oh, really? They, you ever see the Rose Bowl? You ever see the Rose Bowl? It's never the, full. There's never full. full. There's hardly anybody, anyone there. Why do they not have a fan base? Because it's L.A. and people have a hell of a lot better stuff to do. And guess what? UCLA isn't gonna... winning all the time. So it's yeah, it's that mentality. What so happens when USC? Right? What happens when USC isn't winning? Everybody puts on their USC clothes. That when USC isn't winning, nobody goes because it's LA when and there's nobody, lots of other stuff to do no, on a Saturday say, when, night. When, when, yeah, when when UCLA doesn't win, everybody puts on their USC uh, jackets. Yeah, if USC's you know. winning, you know. And mm-hmm. as much as I hate the yeah. Ducks, what happens when the Ducks lose? Next game, damn things, pretty damn close to sold out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. So that's kind of where we're at with this whole thing. And like I said, well, I thank you for the enlightenment, Billy. That really helps me so lay out the, uh, let's, the map. Thing. Let's finish off this, this segment and say USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, and just for the hell of it, Colorado, you get this week's. <laughs> jackasses of the week award anyways so and you know people have been asking me what do i think is going to happen with what's left so the pac-12 is basically down to four schools yeah. oregon state washington state cal, oh, we'll, we'll be next, we'll be next year we'll yeah, be next yeah. year cal and and stanford um of those four schools washington state and oregon state really have no leverage mm-hmm. right actually washington state's um numbers tend to be higher when they're on TV. They get more views than Oregon state does. Well, it's because their flag is always showing in, in at sports center. I, regardless, uh, I, 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 there might be also might be a lot of Washington fans that watch. Them. I don't know, but their numbers tend to be a little bit better than Oregon state's Oregon state's isn't bad. Well, cause when you think about the Seattle market, well, look at when they would do the Seattle game, Yeah, you know, up there. Yeah. So you're probably right. You got a lot bigger market in Seattle than you do in Portland. And that probably just just like that would carry over from Oregon to Oregon State. It probably carries over from Washington to Washington State. Yeah. Um, so Stanford and Cal are kind of not in good spots. I mean, other than they're in the Bay Area, so that's considered a, a, a big market. Although nobody in the Bay Area watches either of those schools. I, I would. Well, I was just going to say Stanford. Nobody goes is, to Stanford. No, that's what I'm saying. Most of Stanford's uh, uh, alumni are above you know football's beneath them and cal has been playing crappy for what the last decade they haven't been great no they've been they've been in the middle to bottom of the pack most of the time i can't remember the last year that they were actually really solid can you it's been a while well that was the year we went down there and watched them play the game where they were the number two team oh seven yeah yeah (laughs) was that the last time they were solid they've had some okay seasons here or there but they haven't been great well, and then Stanford, do, does Stanford even have a coach yet? Yeah, they have a coach. Because, did, because didn't they just fired What's-His-Face last year, didn't they? No, he quit. He resigned. What? Okay. He resigned. They, he resigned because they asked him to. Yeah. Well, no, he resigned. They didn't okay. ask him to. He resigned. But anyways. Okay. So, and so really, know, and, and when it comes with, to when it comes you to got four schools with no leverage. So, wouldn't it behoove the Pac-12 to stay alive and pick up teams from the other regional conferences. 
But see, that's where, to, that's where you come into that's still a power. who. Well, but you're still class. Well, I'm just who? looking at. Well, hold on. Let me finish. You're still considered a Power Five conference. Are so you? you still get an? Well, no, not. They're going to redo that college football playoff, Beach. Really? Who are you going to grab? I'm that's... just asking. I thought maybe you could keep it. Say your ranking because you're still Pac-12. But what makes you the Pac-12? Who are you going to bring in? I don't know. I'm just praying to God that we can stay and keep a bull berth. But I'm just saying. But you can't. You don't have a bull berth, Peach. No matter if you get into a league, you've got a potential playoff berth. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Okay. Right? It doesn't matter if you're in the freaking. Boise State, San Diego State. So do you think Boise State's going to drive eyeballs? Do you think you think that's one that Fox or ESPN are going to go? Ooh, yeah, we want them on TV. Every well, week. it's better than a freaking turd like <laughs> Portland State. Portland State's one double A. They don't count. Okay, but I'm but, just saying. But you who you got? Saying. So yeah, I see what you're saying. So you're going to grab Boise I mean, State. If, you're going to grab Fresno State. You're going to grab San Jose if, if, State. I mean, your your best bet is to grab turds from from the Big Twelve and Big Ten, which they're not going to leave, or or you grab the the best of the cream of the shit of the shit conferences of the mountain west but so but cheers. i'm just saying but they've also got buyouts because they, they're holding those conferences because, together because there's those conferences have been held together the, the four the four schools that are left have no leverage beach this is what i'm saying so so now, what do the, you think is going to happen the, do you think the, the pac 12 will dissolve the, the pac 12 has said that they want to look at expansion not merger i don't well, see that it, happening yeah, it I, seem I really like there's, don't. There's a path forward on that. No, I don't. There's no path forward on it. I, I don't know who so, you pick up. There's and and even if you do, who's going to pay what for it? I I just don't see that happening. I think I think the best shot and I've and actually reported by ESPN on Monday, which when we're recording this, is that the ACC has been having preliminary discussions with Stanford and Cal. Now I think that would be horrible for them, because that's way the hell over there. Because that's East Coast, that's Florida State, and yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. But again, the ship's sinking. You got to grab for whatever's floating. Yeah, and that and that's what they've got to do too. And see, that's the other thing too is it's, you start talking about travel times. You know, it's, you it's, USC. It's, it's two o'clock in the morning at the bar. You know, the fat girls need. Like I said, it's just it's just bad. I, I think the best suddenly those fat girls are starting to look pretty good. Well, the the best I think the best outcome for Oregon State right now, from what I'm looking at, is trying to get into the Big Twelve. I think that's their best. Is there is there room? Because the Big Twelve How... right now, I believe, is at sixteen schools. And theoretically, you can go to eighteen, nine well, to nine. The big, the the Big Ten is at sixteen, or the Big Ten is at eighteen, and I think the SEC is at sixteen or eighteen. So if you go up there, you go to go to that, you can go. If you go to eighteen, that's two nineteen divisions. Because I mean, that's what we're coming down to. And if it really yeah. keeps going to this way, well, you're going to end up with like two thirty team conferences. So so essentially, what you're going to have is a, a AFC and an NFC. I mean, that's kind of what we're going down to. Yeah. And it's, it's and, killing. And I think the, the thing big is 12 and the, big, the big 12 and the big 10 probably understood that. Well, the SEC is there too. No, the SEC, the SEC and the big 10 are the two bullies. 
Yeah. They're the ones pulling in the most. And quite frankly, they've got the most rabid fan bases. They mm-hmm. have for a long they've had for decades. Mm-hmm. You know. And they're just gonna throw their weight around. And it like I said, and they're really feeding off of ESPN and Fox. So Well, and like you said, it's really gonna be interesting going forward if these these uh uh, broadcasters are going to continue to be profitable because like I said, when, when they were, when they were quizzing Iger on it, I mean, he made, he alluded very strongly to the fact that, that ABC might be up for sale because he sees a, a continuing diminishing rate of return. Yeah. And I see, like I said, that could be true for ESPN unless they're able to convert with streaming, but they might be in this trap here that they can't convert to streaming because again, they signed contracts with the cable providers exactly. that they can't convert to them. So they're like, well, they're they're dying on one end because they can't they can't leave. You know, I remember reading a, an article on Netflix, where Netflix continued to uh, reinvent itself. Yeah. You know, for you know, it was first selling Blu-rays, then it was renting the blue or se- selling DVDs, and then Blu-rays, and then renting the Blu-rays through the mail, and then then they started realizing streaming was the way. So they they would constantly they re- they sold off their. Uh, the rental business to, to move straight to streaming. And then the streaming took off on them and they were constantly, you know, killing off the bad to, to go to the next thing. But imagine if you were locked in and you weren't able to grab to the next thing and suddenly everybody else beat you. Well, it's just, because it, they, yeah. It's, cause then you'd be blockbuster. Yeah, no, it's exactly. And that, that could be a real big concern for yeah. ESPN. Well, and that's, and that's, it's but, just, it's a market disruptor. Yeah. 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 And the streaming is a market disruptor and where are they going to be? Well, and I guarantee you, all these big uh, media companies are a little gun shy on some of the streaming because right now they're all paying for all the streaming services. They opened up yeah, for their movies. Hem- yeah. They're hemorrhaging yep. massively. Yep. But, but I mean, you also got to look too. look at, look at the movie business. I mean, theaters are struggling to keep the seats full because during COVID everybody put in really nice uh, televisions and surround sound systems. Yeah. So nobody wants to go to the movies because they, they built it in their house. And so really streaming is making more sense for for the conversion of people to just enjoy things out of their home. Well, and I also you know, think I also think Gen Z, which is the ones that are really start driving this. I mean, we're Gen mm-hmm. X, and we are quickly becoming irrelevant when it comes to advertisers. Oh, absolutely. It's it's millennials and Gen Z that are driving that, and you know because you're 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 twenty and thirty year olds are your main consumers. I think your forty year olds tend to, especially as they get into the upper forties, tend to just consume less. Well, and I'm fifty. Well, but they have the most amount of you old. They have, you old fuck. They have the most amount of um, disposable income at this age, but you're set in your ways and you're probably not going to change, right? Yeah. So they're yeah. looking at the younger group, and do, you know how many younger people go to movies often. I, you my, don't my, my, to... my kids do because I've always taken them to movies. Well, and, but... and, and the ones who do, you well, you like you'll take your kid, your young kids to it. You know your G-rated films, you know your your Disney and your uh, your. Uh your uh, universal, you know, your minions and stuff. But they're all used to staying home. That's true. You know, so anyways. So, I, I like I said, I just think it's a big mess. Well, I tell you, you cleared it up a lot for me, Billy. I was trying to. I was trying to. Um, anything else you have left to say about anything? Uh, Any I more just, questions? No, I don't think so. I just want to beat the shit out of everybody in this conference this year. I agree. I, agree. I just, I, 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 I want, and I, and I, you know what, and, and I, maybe it sounds selfish, 
but I just want to leave no doubt that we we dominate every team this year, and every one of those conferences said, "Son of a bitch, we picked the wrong team." Yep. Well, and it's funny. I've seen a lot of play. There's been several like uh, national writers and and bloggers and that kind of stuff online that have said, "If you if you don't like this realignment, root for Oregon State this year." Yeah. If you, if you like if you like tradition and hate what's going on, root for Oregon State because it's like Oregon State has a chance to be pretty good this year. And well, they're and the know, ones kind of getting crapped on in this whole thing. And so root for them to just go in there. And guess what, Beach? Go in there and win the whole fucking thing. I'd love to see that. Me too. Anyways, all right. So let's move on. We're going to do a little preseason preview before we call this a podcast. So, Beach, um, I've got the... Mm-hmm. I've got the menus that we wrote down from earlier. Well, I'm glad you wrote them down because, God, I can't remember, and you know okay. I don't listen to our but podcast. We're, but we're going to go through the whole season, away games and home games for the Beavs. Um, just okay. talk about them here. So first up, Beach, first game is actually on a Sunday, September 3rd, right, at San Jose State at 1230. I think the Beavs have a good shot in that game. I think so, too. So um, we haven't decided if we're going to go to that game or not. Okay. Because it's on a Sunday. Would you be interested in going? Mm-hmm. I'd be go. You know, Billy, I always, I always go. You know, it's kind of like anybody who works in the White House. I serve at the pleasure of the president. Yeah. You know, pretty much whatever you want to do, I'm always game. Well, I was thinking, Jess is kind of looking, and we found some pretty cheap flights. We could either fly in day of and fly out day of. Mm-hmm. Or I was thinking, what if we flew in on Saturday? I went to Great America. I do love Great America. I've never been. They've got a great wooden coaster. It's a, I, it's one of the, it's, I it's, know. So anyways, I'll talk to Jess because that'll be like the week after we get back from our cruise. Who and Flight Deck, the the one formerly known as Mav or as uh, Top Gun. I know. It's actually it's a pretty nice location. And, I, and we don't know how long that park will be operating. And it still has a Skyway, I believe. Yeah. So anyway, so it's just just a thought. I was thinking about that today. So, but maybe fly down Saturday morning. Spend Saturday night, go to the game Sunday, fly home Sunday. I think there's flights Sounds out of good. I think Just there's, let me know so I, can I think there's stop. flights out of Eugene to Oakland or San Jose. Okay. And not too expensive round trip. So anyways, I'll talk to you just a little bit more about that. Okay, so that game. Next up, Saturday, September 9th, first home game, UC Davis, six o'clock kickoff. We're doing cheesesteaks. Sound okay. good? And I think the Beavs, Beavs should w- should win that game easily against Cal Berkeley's farm. Okay. But don't tell uh, don't tell Kelly that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Saturday, September sixteenth. So back to back home games versus mm-hmm. San Diego State at twelve thirty kickoff. What uh, now, what was the what what was UC Davis's kickoff time? Six p.m. Six p.m. Yep, cheesesteaks. That, that's a good one. Good cheesesteaks. Good to start out the season. So what are we gonna do to San Diego? Well, originally we talked about fish and shrimp tacos and pulled pork tacos. Okay. I don't know if that's great with a twelve thirty kickoff. Mm, that's a little tough. So because that means we're cleaning up by eleven thirty. So that one might we might have to do some thinking on. 
We did breakfast once, but that seems a little tough for breakfast. Yeah, but we'll hmm. think about it. Okay. Okay. Next up, Saturday, September 23rd at Wazoo. I think the Beavs have a good shot at that one. Mm-hmm. Jess says you and I should drive up to that game. Okay, I don't think so, but what time? Why not? No, do we have a time? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Um, I'd rather fly. That drive is a long-ass drive. Of course, if we drove, we could stop in Leavenworth. Oh, that is true. That's right. She did say that. Yeah. And do the new uh, the new Alpine coaster up there. Correct. I do love me a good Alpine coaster. Exactly. Yeah. So just, just a thought. Drive. I know. Just okay. a thought. Just a thought. Okay. All right. It is a long Again, drive, but when I you've got... pleasure, Billy. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, next up, next home game, Friday, September 29th. 6 p.m. kickoff on a Friday night, Utah. This one, we didn't have anything down. This is going to be an ass whooping. We're going to take them to town, say, uh, bitches, your last run in this top 12, and you're going to be a shit. So I'm thinking, to I, I'm thinking that night, so that game, 6 o'clock kickoff. Mm-hmm. See, that's a tough one, too. How many people are going to be able to come down? So I'm thinking we could do, like, um, Korean-style short ribs. Kahlua pig or huli huli chicken. Hmm. I feel like some... we're mixing Hawaiian with Utah people. Exactly. Because there's, lot... there's a lot of Samoans. What... There's a lot of there's a lot of Polynesian kids on their team. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Which is pretty popular over there in uh, in Hawaii. Exactly. And so we do some Hawaii they... and then and also they... do some Mormon funeral potatoes. I was going to say, because then the BYU takes all the top tier and Utah gets all the leavens. Yeah. So. And um... there's a lot of poly kids at OSU. All the Jack, all the Jack Mormons. So, what do you think? Just, mm. just think. Let, let that, let that marinate. I, I like the Mormon. I've always liked the Mormon funeral potatoes. Yep. Um. I was, uh, well, I was watching a documentary on what is it, Andrew Jeffs? Who, who was the guy who was the, the fundamentalist Mormon? Yeah, who, Jeffs, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was watching a documentary on him. He was a real piece of work. Okay, so that was September 29th. <laughs> September seventh at Cal. Um, September 7th at Cal or October 7th, October 7th at Cal. I think the bees have a good shot at that one. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think the bees have a good shot at every game. Um, next up, Saturday, October 14th home for the last time versus UCLA. We didn't have anything down for that menu. So we'll have to think about it. The next week, October 21st, we have a buy. Then Saturday, October 28th at Arizona for the last time. Beavs probably be favored in that game. Saturday, November 4th at Colorado for the last time. Should at be, Colorado, you said? Yep, should be favored in that game. Next up. So at, at Arizona, at Colorado. Okay, go on. I'm writing this down. Next up, Saturday, November 11th, home versus Stanford. Sausage fest and garlic fries. What time? Or do we don't have we time? Don't, we don't have yet. a time. We only have a time for those first couple games: the Utah game and then the and Oregon the, game. The, yeah. Okay. Saturday, right. November eighteenth. So we got we got back to back games to open the season. Home. We've mm-hmm. got we've got away and then home home and then at the end of the season we've got home home away. So eleventh home versus Stanford. Saturday, November eighteenth home versus Washington cheesesteaks. For the last time. 
And then Friday, November 24th at Oregon at 530. Civil War for the last time. Now, after everything was said and done, Oregon and Washington, Oregon came out and said, you know, we're going to continue playing Oregon State across all sports, even though we're leaving. And Washington said the same thing about Washington State. My feeling on that is, screw you. Yeah. Screw you. Yeah. And and how can you do that? Because you're going to be having to work outside a conference trying to come up with a common common weekend where you're not playing each other yep. or we're not playing other teams. It ain't going to happen for football because those are scheduled out for like three or four years in advance, four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I'd be you, like, yeah. yeah, I don't care. You know, Gundy, uh, uh, Mike Gundy down at Oklahoma State did this when Oklahoma's leaving. Right. And he goes, no, nah, it's done. We're not playing them anymore. Well, why are you ending it? We're not ending it. They did. They left. Yeah. And that's how I feel. You guys left. Well, you well, guys, again, you guys if, ditched if gonna, us. Screw if, you. If you're going to have rivals in different conferences and you're going to try to do this with how many teams all doing this, yeah. how are you going to line up all of those games yeah. so that the rivals have the same week off to play? Yeah. Screw you. That, 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 that's, that's an algorithm that even Elon Musk couldn't put together. Yeah. Screw you guys. Yeah, yeah, and and again, not only that, but piss on you. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, so that's the season. We do have a couple games, like I said. I kind of think about that San Diego State game, twelve thirty kickoff. It's breakfast. What do we do? I don't know. You still I, got a waffle maker. Yeah, but does waffles say San oh, Diego? Chicken and waffles. There is no. I went down in like Long Beach or some places where I had chicken and waffles for the first time. I was with you, dipshit. Where was that? That was at Roscoe's. Yeah. <laughs> you dingus. Well, I don't remember where we went to. I thought I went one time with Kelly. Was it you and I? No, it's you, me, and Gibby. Oh, was that it? Okay. Yeah. I was like, hey, there's well, a Roscoe's. Let's go for chicken and waffles. Well, then let's do, why not do chicken and waffles? Maybe. I'll think about it. Didn't I, you, you, don't you say you have some really good chicken nuggets now? Oh, yeah, but those are different. Those I air fry, not deep fry. Okay. Well, maybe they can be deep fried. But I just got all the coolers uh, scrubbed out, power pressure washed, and bleached out. So but how, what if we did fish and chips? Yeah, maybe. We could possibly do something like that. Because, I mean, I, we got you can do those uh, halibut bites Yeah. And and potatoes. And I mean, I, I, I don't think it's too early to have fish and chips. Yeah. Well, think about it. That, that one's just a little bit in flux. All but right. That, Beach. That is a, I mean, fish is at least a San Diego thing. I don't know if they have halibut down there. Well, this is going to be, Oh, you know what? We still got to play our song today. I know you didn't even do that. Okay. Bitch. So now it's time for, and this year we're just going to pick songs that we want to pick. Right. So you got one you want to yes. pick today. Okay. You'll pick today. I'll pick next, next game. Okay. So my pick is a song by Tesla. I think we played a Tesla song here a couple of years ago because I remember making a comment where I read that they were like the smart man's Van Halen or something like that yeah. when it came to their lyrics. So anyway, uh, this one here is from the Psychotic Supper album released back in 1992. Uh, the song is called What You Give. And uh, the lyrics is, as if you never heard this one before, uh, the lyrics sound like a man who just lost his girlfriend uh, like he, he lost the love of his life, life either to like a breakup or possibly like a death Yes, is, is kind of what it sounds like. And, and that's what I always thought, yeah, thought it was. Cause you had told me, I really like the song and I'm like, yeah, 
but did you know what it's about? Yeah. And so you looked it up and you were like, really? And then you looked it up and you're like, Billy's right. Yeah. So it's it's the the lead singer Jeff Keith actually wrote the song about uh, about the struggle with him having to put down his dog, and he he's got a line in the song. It says, "I feel so lonely. I know I'm not the only one to ever feel this way. I love you so much. I think I'm going insane." And he he would he said after he had to put the dog down, he said people would come up to him and say, "You know, it was just a dog." And he said it would it would frustrate the heck out of me. He said it wasn't just a dog to me. It was all kinds of things. It doesn't matter if it was a pet rock. It's how it made me feel. Anyway, and I and I think that's that's kind of a, a good view on on life. You know, it's this this song. It, it just kind of tells you, you know, how it, it's a not loss not is about loss. You, you know, but, your loss is loss, and and really you don't realize what kind of impact you have on somebody else. You know, um, it, it really is what you give to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, that that's my take. You know, his, his dog had one goal, and it gave him joy, right? And I think we we all need to give a little bit more joy to other people's lives. Try to try to make people a little bit happier. So anyway, that that's my take. Anyway, um. That's why I, I try to do that anymore. I don't know if you know that. I, I'll just tell people, how can I make your life better? What can I do to help you? You know, not a lot of people say that anymore. It's all about what they can, what they can get. And what you really ought to ask is, you know, what can I give you? Anyway, um, anyway, this song I want you to play, Billy, is uh, not off the normal album, but I want you to play the um, one off the Twisted Wire album. It's uh, more of an acoustical version, and I think it's a bit longer than, uh, than the original recorded one. I think it's about seven minutes, so hopefully everybody can handle through this song. Uh, there's a really nice uh, guitar solo, and uh, I, I love uh, Jeff Keith's voice. Um, I, I, Tesla is one of my favorite bands. Uh, I was probably a little late in getting into them, but I think I think they're fantastic. I can listen to almost every song on every album and enjoy it. So anyway, Billy, uh, push the play button and let's get this one started. Two. Good, good love And what you give 
It's only what you give, what you give, what you give It's only what you give It's only what you give Yeah, 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 yeah Is that good enough for the girls we run around with? Well, I do believe so Good pick, Peach. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's a great way to start this season. Especially after the gut punch last week. Yeah. Yeah. Still still just amazing how it can just fall apart so quickly. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, and the problem with it is, like I said, Oregon State had no leverage. And yeah. they were having to take everyone at their word. And you've got everybody's four, a lion piece of crap. You've got four schools, five if you count six if you count Colorado and Arizona, that mm-hmm. were playing angles. They were playing angles mm-hmm. constantly. And like yeah. I said, the, the problem with Oregon State is they really didn't have a lot of angle to play. Yeah. I mean, really, uh, to me, of all the teams in the Pac-12 before this all started, Oregon probably had the best way of selling themselves first. I mean, they probably could have sold themselves for more than USC did. Yeah. Well, and from what I understand, um, USC was actually looking at possibly bringing Washington with them when they came, but the Big Ten wanted UCLA. Really? Yeah. USC. They wanted the whole L- USC doesn't care wanted- about UCLA. And you, you don't know, think so? no. And you know, UCLA is having to pay money to Cal. Why? Because the border regents or whatever down there basically is making them pay like alimony to Cal. Really? <laughs> like you're divorcing, you're gonna pay them some money. Oh yeah, so they gotta pay them. Uh, like the best way to put it is like alimony every year. That's awesome. Yeah. So. so but anyways. <laughs> so Maybe anyways. Cal will just shut down the football team and collect a check. You know. I don't know. The problem is both of those schools, especially Stanford, is amazing at all sports, right? They participate in like every NCAA sanctioned event, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that win like in, across the board in everything. They're they're more consistent across all sports. Everything, as to yeah. Especially, especially like football. swimming and that kind of stuff. Well, they they always do well in uh, basketball too, don't they? Stanford, ah, eh, they're okay lately, but. Like I said, you know, swimming and wrestling, and they're, they're in everything. So, well, you, you, they got lot, they also got a lot of money, and they got really smart. And they got really smart students. So does Cal. They don't have the money, but they have the smart students. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 199 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, suggest, or ask a question, there are a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinrichTailgator, gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on X, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember, listen, subscribe, leave a rating and review. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find your podcast. Beach. Billy. Thanks for being here. A couple weeks, we'll put out that first game of the first week of the season podcast. And then it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. I have a good I'm feeling so about sure. this season. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 
uh, about as excited over this season as I was about those tacos today. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for sticking it out through this long, rambling show of us talking about all this stupidity. And, uh, hey, it's 2023, and the Pac-12 is still here for at least another year. So until next time and that first week of the season, go Beavs. long ago and uh i um never had uh, skype updated to call you so I it's all good I forgot my password and all sorts of things it's all good let me make sure we're recording yes we are yes we are yes we are oh yes we are so I want to do two shows. Should we do one tonight and one tomorrow? Um, tomorrow's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Okay. Because cause guess what? When we talk about the Pac-12, it's also going to be the jackass of the week. <laughs> Fucking jackasses of the week. Yeah. Jackasseries of the week. Yeah. It's Fucking all going to go into one. Well, I want to... Thank everybody for listening to Illegal Participation. Uh, uh, this will be. Uh... You, suck. you suck so bad. I like beer. <laughs>